0: Good morning. Welcome to Follow Him Ministries podcast series on Paul's letter to the Philippians. Paul wrote this letter while he was in prison in Rome, probably about 60 A.D. This is, if I can call it that, one of the sweetest letters in all of Scripture, Paul is is writing to them and he's overflowing with joy and thanksgiving. Many of us might not be so joyful if we were in prison and knew we were going to die. But Paul was filled with joy and thanksgiving, joy and thanksgiving in the Lord. And he also was joyful and thankful to the church at Philippi who had been so supportive of him and shown him such great love in difficult circumstances when he was in prison and when he wasn't in prison. A part of his his message had to do with learning how to be content, how to be at peace, how to be joyful, regardless of what's going on around you because of being in Christ. So with those things said, I want to pray, and we're going to just do this a little different. We're going to go a a verse, maybe two at most at a time, and then we're going to pause and, and talk about them. Heavenly Father, Thank you for this wonderful letter. Thank you for the Apostle Paul who wrote this. We, we have been so blessed throughout the ages to have your word as written down under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by Paul and saved in the canon of Scripture for us for all eternity. The word of God stands forever. So we thank you for that. We pray that you would open our hearts, that we might see and receive and have what you have for us from this wonderful letter. May our hearts be transformed. May we learn the secret of contentment in all circumstances and to be joyful in fair weather and foul. We just thank you for what you're going to do in us, and we pray through us. And we pray all this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen, amen. We'll start off just reading one verse, the first verse, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. So this first verse is is sort of like a letterhead, so to speak, at the top of of Paul's letter and it also is the greeting saying who the letter is to so he first identifies himself and Timothy he's not saying that Timothy wrote the letter and and it's clear because he refers to him in the third person at other times in here and this is is clearly Paul's writing and he describes both of them as being servants of Christ Jesus. To be more specific, the word he actually uses is is the word of a slave. That he's a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the main point there is that Christ is his master, and he only does what Jesus directs him to do. Now, Paul wasn't uh, sinless, so obviously he failed in that in that task at times but that was his those were his marching orders when he woke up every day whatever sleep he got when he was awakened he was awakened as a slave of Christ and he wanted to do what Christ called him to do and that's just what Jesus said he said I didn't come to be served but to serve and he said I only do what my father shows me to do so not many people would identify themselves that way, but Lord, help us to be identified as saints in in the sense of being servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. Now, by referencing them as saints, he's not calling them to be without sin, but that they are born-again Christians in Christ Jesus. That's the source of their new birth, and that's the source of their identity as Christians, as saints, is that they are in Christ. Now, is it possible or even likely that some were there who weren't actually in Christ, but they were a part of the local fellowship? Well, I know that if you said that today, you referenced a specific local church. I could say with, with almost 100% certainty that if the church had any size at all, that there would be some people there who were not actually in Christ. They were just in a local church. And being in a local church never puts us in Christ. We only are in Christ by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, not by being on the roll of a local church. It's only when we're on the roll of the Lamb's Book of Life which is God's gift to us through Christ Jesus. So he's writing to all of those that are in Christ at Philippi, and he says with the overseers and deacons. In other words, with those in charge of the church, those who are serving under Christ as sort of an under-shepherd or shepherds uh, for the flock there to help care for them. That's a very important office. And then the second verse is grace to you and peace from, our, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a very typical blessing and open, opening blessing from Paul in his letters, but we shouldn't just go past it because it's abundantly important on many, many levels. Uh, it's not by accident that grace precedes peace because the grace of God that calls us and brings us and gives us the, the right to be God's children always precedes peace. There's no true peace uh, apart from being in a right relationship with God by being born again in Christ Jesus, by uh, putting our trust, our faith in him. There, there is no peace otherwise. Peace is not the absence of conflict. It is the presence of God. So he's saying grace to you and peace. Both of those are wrapped up together, but the grace precedes the peace. And he says, these aren't coming from me. He's not Paul giving them grace and peace. He says, from God, our Father, not my Father, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior as well. Amen. Verse 3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. What a beautiful statement that any time he remembers them, he thanks God for them. What a what a blessing to be the kind of person or group of persons that when others think of you, they thank God for you. What a blessing to be thought of that way, to live our lives in a way that causes others to to give thanks for us. And an addition to that is that we truly ought to give thanks for all of the body of Christ all the time. We need to remember the body of Christ, all Christians throughout the world daily, and, and thank God for them. They're part of our body in Christ, our spiritual body. Verse 4 Always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy he's saying i'm I'm praying uh a lot and and i make my prayers with joy when i pray for you again what a blessing to be remembered that way for the church at philippi to be remembered not just with thanksgiving but also with joy and we're going to see in a, in a minute why that is. It, it's both because they are in Christ and so a part of the body, and they also have come alongside Paul and, and helped to provide for him in challenging times. So we can we can pray with joy over all of the body of Christ. They can be on the other side of the world, and we may never meet them or know them this side of heaven, But we can give thanks for them and we can be joyful about them because you might think of it like knowing you had family in a far country. You don't personally know them, but you know that they're a part of your family. So you rejoice in in knowing about them and thinking about them and hopefully praying for them. In a human sense, that's somewhat analogous, but he's just saying here, "Hey, man! Every time I pray for you, I'm I'm praying with joy and thanksgiving." And then verse five says, "Why? Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now." So from when he first encountered the the people at Philippi, the city where the church is located, they have been partnered with him. In other words, they've been helping him. They've been supporting God's ministry in him and through him through all of that time. So he's thankful and joyful over them because they are fellow Christians, but he's also thankful and joyful that they've been supporting of him. Obviously, there was no local church that uh, Paul got a salary from. In fact, quite often he says to uh, some groups that he says, you know, I basically supported myself making tents, which was the trade that Paul had, the physical trade that he used to support himself. So we're going to pause there. Uh, We'll pick back up with verse 6 next time. I I just want to thank you for joining in on this, this new series, and I pray that you will be able to stay with us and hear each segment. The segments will be saved on my uh, Facebook page. They will also be available. You can get them through SoundCloud. You can go to my website, uh, Follow Him Ministries, or com, and find them there, as well as the library of all of our podcasts. I think this is like maybe 219 or 20. So there's quite a few of those there for you to choose from. I thank you for joining, and I pray that God blesses you today and always in Christ Jesus. Amen.